Gladiators, are you ready? Challengers, are you ready? Are you recording? Yeah. I thought I was introing. Well, you are. Intro. Hello, and welcome to this week's brand new episode of Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records' Punk Goes Ellipses series, song by song, to answer the age-old question... Hell yeah or yeah nah? I thought you were going to say Punk Goes Gladiators. So I was like, oh, we just, is this going to become a show where we just watch Gladiators? Oh, I do miss Gladiators. How good was Gladiators? Just the giant, like, Q-tip shaped things. They're they like, were the best. All of it. It was the giant Q-tip shaped things. It was the rings. Although the rings, you'd have to be super strong. It was. The, I have zero upper body strength. I'd be gone. It was the ball. Like the chain. The, the, yeah. the metal roll ball. Yep. Yep. Um... I don't even remember what that was, what like what the goal of that was. It was the giant pyramid. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it was good. That was oh. a time. I miss it. Yeah, I want to see if I can find some, because I'd watch the shit out of that. I feel like they should not reboot it, because the reboot will never be as good, but like just some reruns. Like, put them up somewhere to yeah. stream. Yeah, 7 plus, like, if you're listening. Mm, exactly, we have some ideas. Yeah. Um, But this isn't a Gladiators podcast. No. What are, what are we... What are we talking about here this week? So this week we are talking about the song Closer by Nine Inch Nails as covered by Asking Alexandria for punk... Let me try that again. Would you say that we're one week closer to finishing this podcast? Yeah, I guess. But just to clarify, Punk Goes 90s Volume 2. I'm having issues just with my mouth today. Like I, the word masks plural. That masks. one's just done my head in. Like just yeah. this at the end. Um, yeah. I've I've discovered that the word rural <laughs> is one with one for me that it just bleh. yeah. It's like it's like brr. It's like having marbles in my mouth. <laughs> um. So you finally got to watch Hamilton this week. I did, and by extension you got to listen to hamilton over and over again just in your periphery it makes you happy so i'm not going to it's been a good week for music for me so there was yes yeah hamilton there has been um a surprise album drop by my girl taylor swift shock album drop folklore which is lovely it's exactly the kind of music we all need at the moment perfect wintry contemplative music so i spent yesterday afternoon basking in what sun was left of the day on the balcony listening to it it was perfect that's lovely and we also have a new single by jordan banks out this week called spooked yeah. which is very cool the most important but, out of all three of these. exactly yeah, so congratulations jordan we are very excited and we are lucky to have received an advance of the album before it came out, but I believe it is out now on Bandcamp. So, get amongst it. Yeah. Give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, all of those things are very wholesome. Blech. Wholesome compared to the song we're talking about this week. But before we delve into just utter filth, how are you going? Filthy. Really? I mean, those fish and chips we had for lunch are... Well, I'm feeling fine, but... <laughs> I Fish and chips, you sort of have to invest in, like, the knowledge that 
for the rest of the day or the evening, you're going to feel a bit shit. I'm having that thing with fish and chips, though, where I don't feel shit. I We ate at a bit before... No, it was a bit before one. It's now 2.44. I'm hungry again. <laughs> and I ate a lot. Like, I ate a burger, a couple of crab sticks, dim sim, potato cakes and chips. Yeah. And I was full when I finished. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I could eat again. It's... I don't know. Like, I love it, but I just... Yeah. I have come to accept that fish and chips comes with a dose of oil. Yeah. And then I'm just going to feel it just sitting in my veins for about three or four hours afterwards. Yeah. Let's, and that's fine. Let's be clear. like the Whatever you feel after eating fish and chips, it's never a good feeling. But it's worth it. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, like, and I said to you, like, I just feel like a dirty fish and chip shop burger. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, dirty fish and chip shop boils. <laughs> I'm just yeah. a, d- a dirty fish and chip shop boy. I feel like a dirty fish and chip shop boy. So shall we talk a little bit about sex then? Let's do it. <laughs> shall we talk about shall we talk about the dirtiest fish and chip shop boy in Trent Reznor? <laughs> shall we put the song in here? <laughs> Let's recover and play the song. <laughs> Yes. So, do you want me to take the description of Nine Inch Nails? Do you want to do it, seeing as you did all the research again? I'll take Nine Inch. You can take Asking Alexandria. Sure. Let's do it. Uh, So, yeah, Nine Inch Nails formed in 1988 from Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Ohio, Maud. Mm. That one just flew by. Yeah. Was it a Simpsons thing? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Trent Reznor, the, as we stated before, the dirty fish and chip shop boy, Trent Reznor, uh, is the only founding member of the band. He wrote their debut album, Pretty Hate Machine, while working overnight as a janitor at a recording studio. There you go. Does... I... So, do you think he, like, cleaned up and then snuck in and recorded it all? Oh, I mean, I, I want to imagine that that's what it was. That would be great. I want to imagine that that's how he did it, but it was probably he worked there and then paid for the studio time with the money that he made working as a janitor. Yeah. But, like, imagine the story if it was that he was, like, secretly... If he recorded this album guerrilla style. Yeah. Yeah, like that like that movie where they filmed it in Disneyland without yeah. Disneyland's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, despite arguably being the most successful industrial rock band, Reznor has never considered the band's style to be industrial. Yeah. 
so like just if you if you don't really know industrials that kind of like very sort of cold metallic kind of sounding music I'm trying to think of like another artist that's that's big that spans like ministry um like fear factory Mm. those sorts of bands but I'm, I'm trying to think of like another like really successful band like let 90s me bands. have a look before i put my foot in it and say a band that is not so bear with me according to our good friends at wikipedia industrial music is a genre of music that draws on harsh transgressive or provocative sounds and themes so let's see do they have examples that would be really embarrassing if they don't <laughs> We're going to list everything about it. Yeah, no, you nailed it. So, Ministry, Fear Factory, uh... Prong. Prog? Prong? I can't remember. Prong. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite genre, Prong. No, no, like, that's the band. I'm pretty sure it's oh, Prong. Is there a band called Prong? I think there's a band called Prong. It's either Prong or Prog. Well, prog. Because no, it wouldn't be Prog, because there's Prog Rock. Yeah. So it's Prong. Oh, fuck me. There's a band called Prong. <laughs> I thought you were saying that prong was a genre of music. It's going to be like my favourite genre. Oh, I mean, we've established that metal is the most... Even though I don't consider Nine Inch Nails to be metal, but like metal is... Although that'd be the metalist name in the world, wouldn't it? Nine Inch Nails. I mean, it's yeah. literally the metalist name ever. Do you think Trans- Transnensna was um, compensating for something when he named his band that. I think, he, I think you're trying to say Transsetter is his name. Yeah. 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 Um, our... yeah, he was definitely compensating for, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, he had the, uh, the six-inch nails where he wished he had the nine-inch nails. I mean, six-inch isn't bad. Yeah, six-inch ain't bad either. Um, at least it wasn't two-inch. Hang on, let's see. How much... This episode is going off the rails, but I quite like this is actually, it. Actually, I'm enjoying it. Though. Inch to centimeters conversion. So nine inches is equivalent to so twenty two point eight six centimeter nails. Doesn't roll off the tongue quite nah. as well. <laughs> but What's going on, Ontario? We are twenty two point seven centimeter nails. You rounded it down. It's twenty two point eight six. Twenty two point eight six. So I guess you could just say 23 centimetre nails. 23 centimetre, even that. It's horrible. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So, yeah, they don't consider themselves to be industrial. Yep. Um, It's been reported that their music has been used by the US military for music torture. Reznor has objected to this music being used this way, though. Understandably, that's fucking awful. Yeah. And uh... fuck the US military. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to know, like, what song they used. Mm. for for that um i remember learning about the band the grindcore band rorschach because there was a scene in the movie zero dark 30 where they used a rorschach song as music torture do you enjoy rorschach uh i listened a little bit it's it they're all right i don't it's yeah just kind of jarring to be watching a torture scene and being like this is sick this oh, music. I, def- I, I got out i got out uh what's its name shazam Oh my god! I shazammed a song during a torture scene in a movie. Jesus. So, it, it feels like we're talking about Trent Reznor a lot. I mean, it's it's basically... it's So, Nine Inch Nails is Trent Reznor. It's like, yeah. as we said, he's the only survi- surviving. He's the only Remaining. original member. Yeah. 
It's his band. It's him. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it would be like if we were to do Panic at the Disco, we would talk a lot about Brendan. So, yeah, draw so many parallels between... Oh, so many. <laughs> I could I could see Brendan singing this, though. Oh, he would nail it. I could see Brendan singing No pun singing intended. This. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I get it. I get you. Uh, so, Reznor is also an accomplished film composer, writing scores for The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, basically all David Fincher films since, like, 2010. Mm. Um, he also did the music, and this is how I learned about Well, I didn't learn about him, but this is sort of my first exposure to Nine Inch Nails. He did the music for the original PC game, Quake. And when you one of the guns you have is a nail gun, and okay. the ammunition is a box with the Nine Inch Nails logo on it. Oh, sick! The Nin, okay, which is so, so it's nine, yeah, N I N, but then the second N is facing the other way Backwards, as well. Backwards, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So about the song about Closer, it was from their 1994 album, The Downward Spiral. Mm-hmm. Considered one of Nine Inch Nails' most popular songs to date. Probably the most popular song yeah, to date. Yeah, it's the one that you think of when like, you think of it. It had them. like a whole... Yeah. Starfuckers Incorporated. Yeah, see, I don't even know that one. I'm sure I do once I hear it, but by name, I'm just like... Eh. I know that there's... Oh, oh Hurt. Obviously. Well, his cover of Johnny oh, yeah, Cash. Hurt. Well, no, he... No, no, no the, original. the original. Ah, yeah. oh, just goes to show how good the original... The cover. ...cover is. Um... It's, and we'll actually be talking about something like that next week, but we'll wait till mm-hmm. the end of it. Uh, so, what was I, what was I saying? Uh, oh, I don't even remember. Um, fuck. We were it? just saying that Closer is probably the most popular Nine Inch Nails song, and then we were naming Nine Inch Nails Nine songs. Nine Inch Nails songs. Oh, no, and yeah, Starfuckers Incorporated. I'm pretty sure in the film clip, I am probably wrong but I'm probably right as well. He's going around in a limo with a woman and like, he's doing like, he's like doing like, like making out with her and like simulating like oral sex and all this sort of stuff. And then like, it turns out the woman's Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Cause they were like, they were, they were good buddies back in the nineties. Checks out. Yeah. Uh, so an, an alternate title of the song is called closer to God. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the single name or something like when it was yeah, released as a single. Mm hmm. Um, I didn't listen to this song beforehand, but I should have. The drum track of Closer uses a modified sample of the bass drum from the 1977 Iggy Pop song Night Clubbing. Oh, that's cool. Apparently, so we've already discussed this as being a dirty fish and chip shop song. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've talked about it as a sexy song, but apparently Trent Reznor has actually stated that it's not about sex. Lyrically, it's about self-hatred and obsession, and he's fucked off that people just associated it so much with sex yeah but it's like the lyrics are sex like it's yeah like this is the thing if you want to be like a really really clever artist you can't be mad that the general public doesn't take your lyrics as you have like interpreted them Yeah, like he has every right to not agree with how people have interpreted it, but also it's that death of the author thing where Mm. as soon as you release a piece of art into the wild, you don't really have much control over how people interpret it. But it it just makes me think of um, the game, the video game Braid, an an independently developed game Mm -hmm. made by one guy. And so it was very popular in like, I think it was when it was released, like 2006, 2007. 
And the guy who created it, if someone talked about Braid online, like if they like tweeted about it, they'd yeah. be like, oh man, I love Braid so much. He would find them and say, well, what, what, what is it about to you? And, and oh they would say God. to him, oh, this is what it means to me. And he'd just go, no, you're wrong. It's like, uh, just... What a miserable existence. Yeah, but like, is, is Trent Reznor really that much like, no, it's not about sex, it's about my personal hatred. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. There's a lot to be said about, like, regardless of your intent of a message... If someone interprets your message differently, like, that's kind of... You can't change, like... And that's... Like, people find different meanings Well, it's just things. semiotics, or, like, whatever the fuck. Like, anyway. I'm gonna put this out there. Has... Is there any, like, photographic or video evidence of Trent Reznor ever smiling? <laughs> because I wouldn't be surprised if this dude's never smiled and just is, is not a terribly... Happy person. <laughs> I look. I think he's got a bit of a sense of humor. I feel like I've read things where he's. It's I know, and like you probably wouldn't think about it on the surface, but Maynard from Tool has a very has a very interesting sense of humor. Um, like Aww. He, he's a very funny guy. Yeah. Sorry. So here's a picture of him holding a Golden Globe. I think I suspect for one of the movies he scored. Oh, there you go. All right. He's he looking very wholesome. He has a very nice smile. He's a handsome man. He is a handsome man. He's a very handsome man. He looks like a vampire in the film clip. Oh, he's, he is very hot. And the older he gets, he is keeping his looks. Yeah, he's, he's a good What good a hottie. Dude. So. <laughs> someone's. <laughs> I think someone's run. <laughs> run his headshot through that face app, which you can like superimpose smiles on people. <laughs> It just looks deranged. <laughs> That's going to be the promo image for this week's episode. <laughs> anyway, so much to and um, it's going to cause it's going to be to your chagrin. Oh, use the word chagrin. Fuck that name. Much to his disappointment, VH1 ranked it at number ninety-three in their one hundred best songs of the last twenty-five years list. Oh wait, no. No, this is the one. AOL voted at number two in their 69 sexiest songs of all time list. Hell yeah. Being beaten out by Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was... like that you spelled it as sexiest. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't <laughs> correct me there. So, sexiest. Sessy. So, actually, it was really popular over here. Shit, okay. Uh, reached number three on the, the ARIA charts. Number 25 on the UK charts and number 41 on the US Billboard Hot 100 charts. I'm trying to imagine being around. Like, I was around in 94, but like... You were three. Yes. I am trying to imagine listening to the radio in 94, listening to just Top 40 and hearing the sanitised version of this. I feel like it's one of those ones you would either get a bit of a... Not a shock, but like you'd be like, oh, like when you heard the yeah. original version or like or the clean version like I can't I don't know it, what was that lyric yeah yeah I don't know and yeah here even just to know like even though you know like even though it's like I want to fudge or funk or <laughs> or it was probably just or something like they probably just did like a weird edit on it but like like you 
want to fuck you like an animal mm. isn't just like, oh yeah, I want to make love to you. It's like, no, no, this is raw. This is like, this is just bringing us back down to our basest instincts. Yeah. Kind of sex. Yep. That we're talking about. Yep. Um, I guess with that, we should get into the thoughts on the song. So, like, ever since we realised we were doing this episode this week, like, every time I listen to the song or the covers or just right now, like, my cheeks are burning. Like, (laughs) I am so embarrassed and just, like, bashful to be talking about this. Is it because your your mum might listen? No, because I know my parents aren't listening to... (laughs) this like i can't say i blame them but um i don't know it's just like (laughs) yeah obviously like going to an anglican school did a number on me because i'm just sitting here like i can't do this well someone who went to a public school i'm gonna say this song's fucking hot oh it is it's a really good song it just this to me is like the equivalent of like when you're watching a movie with your parents and a sex scene comes on and you're just sort of sitting there like oh my god and then you, like, excuse yourself to the kitchen to get, like, a glass of water, yeah. in air quotes, just to get away from it. Or in my case, I would be like, oh, I'm going to go watch something else on the other TV in the other end of the house and <laughs> go and watch the same thing. <laughs> so, and it's like... <laughs> I, did, I, did that with, I did that with the movie. It's, it's called, like, Poison Ivy or Poison Ivy 2. Poison Ivy 1 has... As in, like, Batman... Franchise? No, it's not. Oh, the, it's not well, a Batman franchise, but it's like there's Drew Barrymore was in the first one, but it's like it's like Drew Barrymore in like her early twenties. Um, and then the second one had Alyssa Milano in it. Oh yeah. When I was like, when I was like, oh yeah, I like the show Charmed. <laughs> Do you like it for the girls? No, I think it's a good story. <laughs> and like, I, I we swapped over. Like, I was watching TV with Mum on a Saturday night, and then. And then, like, this, like, sort of, like, sex scene with Alyssa Milano starts. And then, so, like, she switches over to the, the next channel and it's Speed with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and I'm like, I get up and I'm like, oh! And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go watch Speed? And she's like, no, we can watch it here. I like Speed. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So did you ever end up watching? No. Oh, that could be a quarantine activity. You <laughs> <laughs> can watch Poison Ivy 2 in Secretary with James Spader Ooh, and hello. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, look. Just get a bit saucy and ISO. Um, I, yeah. yeah. It. What was I going to say? Yeah, I once made the um, fundamental mistake of showing my dad and my sister um, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> because, like, I gen- like the movie, the premise of it is good. And it's, like, a very upsetting but good movie. But they focused more on the upsetting element of it, which, understandable, <laughs> and got very upset at me and was like, who showed you this? So, if you're yeah. listening, Ella, thank you for getting me in trouble. How did uh, how did ask to ask go down with? Oh, uh... uh, it see, that's where I excused myself to go get a glass yeah. of water, and it was not yeah. met with. It was very embarrassing. No, that sucks. Um, um, funny, but I think <laughs> I don't know if I've really had too many of those experiences. But it's just funny, like when I was still going down to work 
um, in my old hometown and you know I had a TV and whatnot set up in the old bedroom and I was streaming something off Stan I was streaming Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze and mum comes in to <laughs> mum comes in to ask mum came in to talk to me about because I was looking at buying the engagement ring to propose to you for, and she comes in and she's like there's like 80s Patrick Swayze like just god of a man and she just she just sort of like stops talking and just sits down on the edge of the bed and it's just like watching and I'm like you're right she's like yeah so what are you doing with the ring <laughs> Who can blame her? Oh, no, no, not me. But yeah, like, we, speaking of, like, that engagement ring, like, we are getting married in a matter of months. And I still feel very embarrassed talking about this song out loud with you. <laughs> okay, you know. It's I'm just because gonna... it's like, it's, it is, it's sexy. Like, it's a good sexy song, but it's just very raw and very, like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't beat around the bush, so to speak. Yeah, it's not like there's no innuendo, there's no... And that's the thing, like, it's come to that point where it's like... It's like, I am feeling this and we're not... Feeling this! Uh, (laughs) It's like, we're not going to just, like... You know, we've held off and held off and held off. Or, you know, I hate myself so much that I'm gonna fuck you like an animal. Uh, it's just it's it's at its basest instinct yeah yeah and, and and it is it's 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 fucking raw and it's like you said to me earlier like imagine if Trent Reznor just had really vanilla sex <laughs> that he, would make me very not happy like in a sense of like good he should be as chaste as possible but like it would just be very wholesome <laughs> But I know, like you listen to the lyrics, you you listen to the like the way he sings it is mm. you know, even the like the start of it, like the "You Let Me Violate You." Um, yeah, sound terrible, but just like the way he likes like his cadence when he says "You Let Me Violate You," it's like this dude. It's it's not that thing that we've discussed before, like when people write sexy lyrics, but you can clearly tell that they're a virgin. <laughs> He yeah. is not. This is in bags of sand. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this dude you can tell was fucking. Yeah, no, I imagine he probably still does. Um, yeah, and and look, he was probably into a bit of kink or a bit of whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, there's there's no there's no denying it. There's no. Speaking of today, I learned that Fat Mike from NoFX has a BDSM dungeon. And good for him, honestly. (laughs) (sighs) Um, BDS Mike. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, BDS FM. (laughs) It just sounds like a radio station. (laughs) You're listening to BDS FM. (laughs) All the best Christian music you can handle. (laughs) So, yeah, like... This song is great. It just, it makes me embarrassed. This is like a listen to this song either by yourself when you're having special alone time or with someone when you're having special alone time, not just like vibing with friends. Like, like that drive to work. Yeah. In the morning when it was on the, when it was, on, you know, 1994 on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine just showing up to work like horny as fuck. Or like- <laughs> 
like my my brother has a has a you know he works as a floor sander. He has the he has a radio that he brings with him. He had the tradie radio, you know, the big, yeah. the big huge square ones. Like he, boombox. You know, imagine like a group of a group of builders, and this song comes on, mm. and it's like they all have to question their sexuality. To me, yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is a song that I think you have to digest by yourself or with your trusted partner or partners, plural. Um, like, but no, you can't just, like, put this on at a barbecue and be like, yeah. Like, unless it's a particular type of barbecue, in which case, go for your life. My son showed me this song. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. But it is very good. It's like... It makes total sense that it was number two of the 69 sassiest songs. Sassiest songs. I'm going to make a... a... A bold argument sure. and say the first half is good and then the second half because we you know I was listening to the the album version which goes for six minutes yeah the first half is you know if you're listening to it on its own mm-hmm. it's it's kind of almost insufferable the last the like the second half of the song is just basically dun, 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 yeah with the beat underneath but it also has like the and then it's got like the keyboard at yeah. the end. But like it's three minutes of that, which when you listen to the whole album, which I listened to the album leading up to this, mm-hmm. and it leads into the next song nicely. But if you're just listening to it on its own, yeah, then you know you could and like even the video version of the song goes for four minutes and fifty seconds. Like yeah, it's still long with a lot of the. Yeah. Bit, you know, it's it's just... And it's like, the, the first half is good. <laughs> Sorry, while we're talking about this, <laughs> our cat is cleaning his paws and just staring me in the eyes. <laughs> well, he was before. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I get that. I think, like... Yeah. Within... Because I haven't listened to Pretty Hate Machine in... Was it Pretty Hate Machine? No, Downward no. Spiral. This yeah. was on... Uh-huh. I haven't listened to Downward Spiral in years. I think I listened to it maybe once in high school because my friend had it. Um, like, yeah, within that context, I can see how it works well. I can also see how you find it a bit sort of fatiguing by mm. the end of it. Um, I don't know. Within the context of, like, if it's on your sexy playlist, it makes sense. You mean your sassy playlist? Yeah, your sassy, dirty fish and chip shop playlist. Yeah, then that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just want to get on with it. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just that thing of like, if like it, it starts off hot and then it gets to a point where it's like, oh, I can just end. I mean, isn't that a good analogy for sex in general? Is like, to a point it's just like, okay, yep. I want to go to sleep now. Yeah. I, just... I need to check my emails. <laughs> It's it's kind of interesting because uh, you know I listened to that album. That was probably the first time I actually ever did listen to that album in full. Oh yeah. Um, it's not really something I would go back to. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I always found it a bit interesting that they were. It feels like they were very much embraced by the metal community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which like they're not they're not metal at all. Um, mm. Maybe it was his association with Marilyn Manson who was more so embraced by the metal community. Well, I guess it's just sort of that, like, alt sort of culture. Like, mm. definitely, like, 
him, Marilyn Manson, Danny Filth, or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, Cradle of Filth. Yeah, like, just those kinds of people. Like, it, regardless of, like, the specific genre, like, that in itself was a bit of a subculture. Cradle of Filth was different. They yeah. were kind of more like, they, they started off more as, like, a black metal band. Yeah. And then he uh, he later on coined the term, uh, they're a goth pop band now. Wow, okay. <laughs> I mean, good, good for them. Yeah, but um, um, do you remember what their most famous shirt was? Cradle of Filths. No, it was the one that said "Jesus is a cunt" on the back. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember having dinner with my mother and brother. Oh no! And, and my brother had seen the shirt. <laughs> I don't know why he was explaining it to my mum, but he's like, "Yeah, there's this shirt around going around at the moment, and it says on the back of it, Jesus is a, a C." She's like a what? He's like you know, the c word. And, and Mum was just sort of like, oh, oh, like it wasn't like it was sort of like, well, like hey, you know, right? What you you know? It's not like they're saying you know horribly racist things or anything. It's like mm. it's just like Jesus is a Jesus is a c. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I definitely enjoy this song. I think I enjoy Head Like a Hole better. Mm. Um, just has that sort of like better, like that kind of dancier chorus and whatnot. Yeah, for me, like Nine Inch Nails slash Trent Reznor, like very much a case of love the singles, don't have much of an opinion about the rest. Mm. Like <laughs> even closer from um, God, what album was that from? Down not close. Fuck, not closer. Jesus. Um, a song... I think it was released in, like, 2005 called Only. Okay. Um, and I remember it, like, seeing it on, like, either... Well, it must have been Rage or something as a teen. Um, and, yeah, like, really vibing with it because it's a fucking great song. Um, but, again, like, listening to albums in full... Oh, With Teeth, 2005. Um... But yeah, like for instance, never cared much for the downward spiral. Would like to give like Pretty Hate Machine a go just because it's one of those albums you hear referenced a lot in terms of that sort of 90s subculture. Like, mm. yeah. Another band I was thinking of was The Prodigy, even that like they were more, they, yeah. were, they were much more like techno based. Yep. But they had that kind of very dirty, sort yeah. of like grungy, industrial sort of look to them. Yep. Um, yeah, and like they, you know, they're, you know, I imagine their song playing at an underground vampire nightclub. Mm. I remember when Scott Pilgrim, like, it wasn't even on the official soundtrack, but I think it was part of like the trailers for the movie they used, um, Invaders Must Die, and that song is so good. It makes me feel like i'm in an action movie it's great <laughs> that's good yeah um you know that the film clip for this song was filmed in 1994 because it has a weird color palette yeah well. it's that sort of like this is that same like sepia tone kind yeah of color yeah. palette that we described in the all i want film clip and um the losing my religion film clip only yes. only this has well it's supposed to be a lot of it's supposed to be unsettling imagery the only thing that i found unsettling was the the monkey on the crucifix yeah i don't like that no so it's just a whole bunch of like 
bizarre imagery. There's like a, a heart that's got a steam machine coming out of it that's playing the beat to the start of the song. Um, oh, like I a, didn't pick up on that. That's it, really funny. I think you were looking at your phone while that was happening. <laughs> it happens a lot. Um, you know, there's like Trent Reznor chained up, chained up, and you know, wearing long leather gloves, and he's probably I don't know wearing pants or something. I, there's, there's <laughs> naked, there's naked women in that film clip. Trent Reznor, don't be a coward. Get your dick out. He's, I love that he's probably wearing pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> that bastard. But there's like you know, you know naked women and a dude with a top hat and then there's like you know cuts to bits of a clips of a a monkey not like actually crucified there's no nails going through its paws but it's tied up to a crucifix Mm. and it looks so frightened yeah as well like it really wants to get off that crucifix because understandably so it doesn't know what's going on and i just sort of uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like, nah, that can go. Everything else is just like, meh. You watch enough horror movies and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, they're just sort of cobbling together some, you know, yeah, some bits. Um, you know, and as we said, Trent Reznor looks like a vampire in it. He's got long black hair. He even flies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It... I'd be... I, I didn't really see too much about the film clip. I didn't see, like... There being any mention of, you know, Peter saying anything about it. Or... Yeah, I'm actually... Let me see. I'm sure if I go number 28... No, I don't think that will... I don't know. There's some citation on Wikipedia to do with a book called The Pyrotechnic Insanitarium, American Culture on the Brink, which sounds interesting. Mm. Um, but no, it looks like I can't access it. It just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, I feel like it would have been a trained monkey. Like, just one of those film monkeys. But, like, it just... It does... Like, yeah, it really... That upset me quite a bit. How do you train a monkey for that, though? I don't know. I don't like it. No. It's it's really... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably, probably just have a person mm. on there that can act it out. As I said, this, this monkey doesn't understand what's happening and it's frightened it looks very scared and that's that's the thing that gets me and look i know it's supposed to this whole thing is supposed to elicit a response but the rest of it is just artificial it's just artificial imagery to make you feel something whereas this just makes me feel and again like you know we've described this as a sexy song that just makes me feel i guess guilt you know for this this poor being that Mm. that you know doesn't need to be there Oh, that's really funny. So I was looking up the director, Mark Romanek. <laughs> so he's an American filmmaker whose directing work includes feature films, television, music videos, and commercials. I'm like, okay. So he wrote and directed One Hour Photo. With Robin Williams. So, like, immediately it's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, that really sort of insidious, like, creepy kind of thing. He's good at that. And then he also directed the film Never Let Me Go from 2010, which is really good. Um, his most notable videos include Hurt by Johnny Cash, Closer, Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers, then there's like Madonna, Michael and Janet Jackson, he did Criminal by Fiona Apple, and he also did Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. Which just... <laughs> whiplash. Oh, but he... Oh, that's cool. He also co-directed Sandcastles from Beyonce's Lemonade album, which is cool. Oh. But yeah, it... Yeah, but even I think even the Johnny Cash Hurt film clip has that sort of again like 
jarring imagery. It's been a while since I've lo- watched that. Um, mm. I just sort of remember him, and yeah, it's it's yeah. Whatever. But it's just it's an unsettling, like mm. yeah. To me, it's sort of the like yeah. If he's sort of got it in him to write and direct something that's that, like, ugh, like it makes sense that it would translate to, like, being able to evoke that same sort of, ugh. What like, if to shake it off? I, I am only imagining her dancing in front of, like, a white screen or something. Yeah. Pretty much it. There's no, like, chained up monkeys or hearts. No, that's, or... <laughs> I couldn't, I, I couldn't really imagine. I, I, I would be very shocked if Taylor Swift put that in one of her film clips. That would be fucking terrifying. Imagine. But, yeah. I'd like not to imagine. But, yeah, it's, um... Mm. As I yeah. said, like, it's just, it's just, it's definitely going for shock. And it's not going to keep me up at night. As I said, if you watched enough horror, if you watched enough spooky stuff online, like, it's just like, okay, yes, it's whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's the monkey makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, just, yeah, I don't like it. Like, and again, it's, I get that this is a whole aesthetic that like the likes of Nine Inch Nails and like Marilyn Manson and all that did at the time and probably still do but like yeah it sort of I don't know it sort of veers into like edgelord territory and it's just like just fuck off yeah a little bit yeah it it screams kind of like the goth kid who does who does like the media subject and makes her own film yeah. and it's like it's in black and white all the sepia <laughs> tone and they get like i don't know like they pin back the legs of like a bug or something and, and yeah you know. or like a, they film like a dead bird or something yeah, yeah like it's yeah. just that sort of like look at this or like they they do like um yeah i don't know like they they take a they take a video of like someone looking at you like someone's reflection in the mirror but their body isn't there or something like it just sort of screams at it. it screams a little bit try-hardy. Yeah. The only thing is, though, we're talking about this 26 years since it was released. That's true. Fuck, 26 years. Um, 26 years since this was released. It probably was shocking for 19... Uh, maybe not, though. 94? When was the Satanic Panic? Uh, the 80s. Ah. Which yeah. was completely overblown anyway. Yeah. Um, which, yeah... But I suspect that interesting this... to look into, uh, dear listener. If you um, if you have a, an afternoon, is to look into the Satanic Panic and how Christian groups basically blamed things like heavy metal and Dungeons and Dragons mm. and fantasy books on Satan. But I guess like Reznor would have been alive and like a teen at that. Oh point, yeah, well, yeah. So... The band started in eighty eight. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. But... I know. People are interesting. People are interesting. We should just ask Alexandria about that. Hey. Somebody else. Oh, 
Let's talk about Asking Alexandria and their cover of Closer. So Asking Alexandria formed in 2006 and they hail from York, North Yorkshire in England. You didn't do that. You didn't do that in a York, North Yorkshire, England accent. Is that a North Yorkshire accent? It's, yes. (laughs) It's a South Yorkshire accent. Is there a South Yorkshire? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. Anyway. Uh, guitarist Ben Bruce started the band in 2006 while living in Dubai. Uh, the band split up and he then moved back to the UK and reformed the band with a completely different lineup. Apparently, like, I, I looked into it and he was just sort of like, yeah, so I started the band in Dubai, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. That in itself is fascinating. Yeah. I started the band in Like, what was in, he doing it? Like Dubai. Um... I think, so 2006, I think he was only like 18 as well, so I'm assuming his parents... Yeah, they must have been over there for work or something. Um, So, like, was he, was it like other English kids, was it, was it Dubai people? What do you, what do they call themselves? I don't know. Um, But yeah, and then he basically moved back to England and was like, yeah, I wanted to start a a band again, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to make another name. I wasn't going to make another band name. I mean, fair. If you came up with it and it's a good name, like, just stick with it. I doubt the original lineup did any recordings or anything like that or assigned to anything. So it was probably just like a garage band that he started and then, yeah. Yeah. So interestingly, Ben was also in the 2017 American supernatural thriller musical film American Satan. That sounds... Fucking sick! Amazing. Can it? we watch yeah, that absolutely. somehow? I don't know how. Let's let's if we watch it, should we do like a review for it or something? Yeah, why not? Like tack it onto one of these episodes. Yeah, I reckon. Ooh, all right. Um, no, nah, that's sick. Uh, the lead vocalist Danny Warsnop, Warsnop, I don't yeah. know. Danny W claims that lyrics are improvised when they record, which is pretty cool. So, and yeah, they have a bit of a troubled history, I guess, with Danny. He's sort of been in and out of the band. Has, oh, okay. He's, he's had his own demons with, uh, I believe, alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. Some people sort of, like, I think their latest stuff has a more, I guess, radio-friendly sound. You know, the okay. fans have kind of attributed that to him. Right. Uh, he was out of the band, then in the band again, and I was looking up, like, what was happening, and, and someone was just like, yeah, probably at that stage they were just like, "Well, let's not get another yet another vocalist. Let's just let's just deal with Danny essentially." So I, I imagine he's a little bit difficult to deal with right. by the sounds of it. Okay. So yeah, they one of those they they're one of those bands that is big or was big at a certain period in time i remember the heyday but again i never i remember the shirts yes that's what i remember was the shirts but i never listened to them yeah um this is the only asking alexandria song i've listened to and it's not one of theirs um yeah i didn't even look up any film clips or anything for this one i don't know it was just i kind of had no real interest to follow this up like i listened to chunk no captain chunk after Mm. Um, like before we recorded that episode, I listened to a bit of their stuff. Yeah, I don't know. With this one, it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, you, like in my mind, they falling with those those bands with the metalcore shirts, like the big blue metalcore shirts with the yeah. like the big 
box letters and the pinks and the you know they had like it would be an image of like a teddy bear stabbing a fucking love heart or something yeah just very sort of like cartoony yeah would you say it's that that style of art oh that we that like the the, the in like ink master yeah what's that um, guy what, what's, what's that style of art called i can't remember something pop or something yeah new I'd... school yes new school um yeah it just sort of made me think of it just took me back to then and like sort of almost in that mindset of like looking at those shirts going yeah i don't want to listen to that yeah yeah i don't know they were it feels like the fans were the ones that sort of held on to the emo style and look yeah a little bit too long like i can see the kid right now wearing the asking alexandria shirt with the huge fringe and the lip piercings and some eyeliner and skinny jeans yeah i feel like i don't know like it's a really unfair assumption to make but for me at the time asking alexandria i very much equated the fans and the merch with a particular style of music that I didn't want to fuck with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I felt like the fans sort of told me enough about them in that, like, you seem annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really mean, because, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can just see the fans writing something on a message board about, you know, fuck, I don't even know. I don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. It, and it, again, it's like, it's like them, attack, attack. Yeah. I think All Time Low had those kinds of shirts. I think they did. Four years strong. Like, yeah. I Prevail, like all these, all these bands of that time that was just, I don't know, like I can go back to bands like Newfound Glory because I was in that moment, whereas that moment had passed me in 2006 to 2010. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And some po- some pockets of it I can pick up, you know, as a 31-year-old man and go, okay, yeah, that's that's cool. I'll listen to that. Yeah. But a lot of it is still just like, nah. Yeah. It's not to my style. Yeah. So, what do you think of... Ele- Closer. Their yeah. cover of Closer. Yes. Um... I so we talked about like how Trent Reznor, you know, the way he sings the song is sexy and yeah. growling I wanna fuck you like an animal isn't sexy at all. Like yes. this is this this loses that sex appeal to it. Yeah. Like they had me until Yeah, until the growling and specifically until the line it's the sex I can smell or whatever it is. Mm. Which, as it is, even with Trent singing it, it's just like, that's gross. Like, we get that there is a funk to it, and we don't need to talk about it. When you're removed from it, it's fucking disgusting. It re- yeah. Like, us having a discussion now about it, it's fucking gross. It, yeah, it really is. Um, but that's where Asking Alexandria lost me, was when, yeah, they're just screaming, um... Yeah, it's your sex I can smell. It's just, like, everything just clamped shut. Like, Mm. I do not want to hear it. Like, no thank you. Yeah. And to me, similar to, like, the... Was it Blank Space cover? Yeah. How it was, um, all scream... Was that Blank Space? Well, it was was a mixture of both. It was clean and screaming. 
Quite yeah. Apparently. But, like, to me, it's that similar thing where, like, this just sort of goes beyond the pale. Like, this isn't sexy. It actually just makes me feel a bit scared. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that, that definite feeling of danger, but not in, like, a sexy... We keep saying sexy. Not in, like, a hot way. It's just, like... Well, that's the thing. Is like... Mm. I don't know. I am not into it, like... I don't fuck with it myself, but, like, to me, this is sort of, like, BDSM is reliant on, like, a feeling of danger, but knowing that you're safe, versus this, which is just, like, I want to fuck you like an animal, and then I want to take you into a forest and kill you and mm. leave you there, like... There needs to be a certain overtness to it, so a certain yeah. thing under the, the surface, Yeah. whereas this this just misses that completely. Um, mm. I, you know, even like Trent Reznor saying, I want to fuck you like an animal, like, yeah, it's, ba- it, there's basically no subtext to it. No. But. But it's in the delivery. Yeah, it is. It's, it's in the like, f- like when he's like, I want to fuck. And, and it's that thing, like I was going back to like, it's, there's no other, there's no other recourse. There's no other option. It's just like, let's just fuck the shit out of each other. Yeah. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just not even be people about it. Let's just, let's just go back to the evolutionary scale. Let's just be animals about this. Mm. And, you know, and even in the way he, he says it, it is like, oh yeah, he really wants to fuck. Yeah. Whereas it's like, yeah, if you're growling, I want to fuck you like an animal, it's like, it, yeah, yeah to me it's just again it's a yet another case of needless screaming because like the clean singing is kind of sexy like it, mm. it works and then it just descends into like murderer territory like sorry about that it's alright Sam just got a bit too excited and elbowed my microphone <laughs> um yeah I just again like I don't know and yeah like Maybe it's the optics because I'm a woman and just this kind of male aggression, like I'm sort of primed to respond negatively to it because I don't like it. Mm. But yeah, like it's... But I don't like it either. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, like, it's just that sort of, this isn't sort of masculine in like a hot way. It's just like masculine in like... And overcompensation? Not even that necessarily, just like that sort of toxic element to it. Like, because I was going to say maybe these guys have two inch nails. <laughs> and they're trying to overcompensate for that. I mean, no, actually, no, that's not fair. Um, yeah, because like, if you're a fan of Asking Alexandria, if you're a fan of this kind of music, which I've, it's no secret to anyone who listens, I don't like. <laughs> I just don't. But like. Yeah, if you enjoy this kind of music, then this cover rules for you. Love that for you. But, like, Mm. I don't. Like, it just... It warps the mood of the original, I guess. And it's... So, like, I... What am I trying to say? You know, we've established we didn't listen to Asking Alexandria. Um, You know, he does clean singing and growls. I'm assuming that there are songs that they do which is just clean singing. There's probably songs that he does that it's just growling. Yeah. It could have just been... It could have just remained as clean singing throughout the whole thing and it would have 
it would have been far superior yeah. to yeah. the Browse. It would have it would have given it that same kind of feeling that we get from the original. It, yeah, it would have had like a little bit more nuance, even yeah. like yeah. It's maybe that's a good way to put it. Is like with Trent's one, like he has some sort of uh, what's the word nuance. Well, I guess, but like there is some sort of like he's somewhat reserved about like he he's emoting but he's not like full on like caveman sort of like mm. fuck like yeah. but then this is just sort of yeah like it takes it like to a base level but like not in a good way like yeah. it's just that sort of like yeah I don't know I yeah I'm gonna say this though their second half yeah I find better than the original Okay, Because yeah. it, it just has that sort of... It's like a breakdown, and it has, like, the double kick. Yeah, that's true. Um, sort of going on. It's like... It's, it has a little bit more interesting... Like, it's, it's basically like... Yeah, it's, it's... The rest of the song doesn't have vocals for it to be... To ruin it? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and yeah, just kind of like... You know, it's sort of like the, the... The soundtrack to the latest Doom games, which is just basically that, but with no singing on it. Yeah. Just like this sort of like heavy, slammy, breakdowny fucking, you know, music to kill demons to <laughs> from hell. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's yeah. it's not it's not enough to make me then want to uh dig through their back catalogue of music. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe you should have kept it in Dubai, Ben. Oh, that's not fair. No, that's not fair because they got very popular. <laughs> No, like, good for them, like, good for you, good for whoever, but, like, this isn't my bag. No. It's too aggressive and not in the subversive sort of way that the original sort of allows for. And, and yeah, well, like, we get it with, with when you're... And we don't know if Fearless Records just has a list of songs and they, they pick the bands that they want to do it and they go, well... First come, first serve, or if Fearless goes, okay, uh, we want this band to perform this song. Um, you know, we get it when you're performing like a Taylor Swift song and you're a metalcore band, like you, you know, a young metalcore band, and you feel like you you have to preserve that masculinity because yeah. it's so. And this is one of the things that I love to make fun of with with this style of music is it's just it's so emblematic of the style like it has to be in the in these people's minds it has to be so fucking macho yeah whereas and that's one of the things again that i i love about the the black dahlia murderers they have fun like yes like their lyrics are very serious but they have fun with everything and that was one of the things that drew me to them was oh this band has fun yeah and like speaking speaking of them i just going back to that that thing of like the second half of this song in my mind, kind of sucks. Yeah. On their DVD, when they're playing the song A Vulgar Picture, mm-hmm. they're playing it live somewhere and the power goes out. Yeah. At like the sort of like last minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about it and Brian's just like, yeah, that's good. I don't like that part of the song anymore. Anyway. <laughs> 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 so maybe the power should go out at the, you know, every time Nine Inch Nails plays this at the end of their song. Um, I don't know. Um, no, I'm sure everyone else loves that part. It's just, it's just me. You're allowed to not like it. That's the whole point of this podcast. I know. <laughs> so, 
yeah, I'm going to delve into this a bit more in like literally a few minutes' time because we're going to look at a couple of other covers. To me, this is a song where it's kind of uncoverable. Yeah. Like every other cover that I've seen that has been a sincere version of it just doesn't it hits different it's not the same you have to be Trent Reznor to get away with this almost yeah we looked at a few and we're only going to talk about two yeah um you either yeah let's you, just let's just get into it yeah I think I think it's fair to say like we have a, an example of like when an earnest cover is just really cringe and then we have an example of like to use this song as a cover or like a remix or whatever you have to completely flip it and make it comical yes yeah yeah you you read my mind <sighs> that's what nine years will do baby mm. so the first cover is by maroon five you let me So this one is just so cringy. Like this is, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, so there's, towards the start, there's like the piano playing underneath and I swear it's just the same fucking piano as, and I, I think it's a Joe Cocker song that I'm feeling all right. Uh I can't think of that song. Yeah, do myself. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know it because my mum loves Joe Cocker. I love Joe Cocker too, but I just don't remember that. I'm going I'm to play it for you afterwards. Okay. In fact, I'm just going to bring up the piano. You, you talk about this. Um, it's just cringy. Like, it's a live performance. Um, of course, Adam Levine would be the kind of person who'd be like, yeah, I can pull this off. No, you can't. Like, I don't care how good looking you are, how much of a sex symbol you are, like... If you're not Trent Reznor, or if you try and sing this with, like, a sort of earnestness that isn't tinged with, like, that just horniness? Yeah. Well, not even that, but just, like, if you're not Trent Reznor, you cannot do this, because it just, it's cringe. It's cringy. Like, I, I... I get secondhand cringe listening to this. Like, yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Hang on. Let me just bring this up. You've never heard this? Like, you can hear the piano, like, kind of sounds like this. And it just makes me laugh. Like, it's not sexy at all. No. Alright. <laughs> That's alright. So, yeah, there's... Like, I get it. Like, he's a good-looking dude, but there's also... I feel like there's nothing fuckable about <laughs> As a straight man... Yeah, as a straight man, like, as a straight man who's comfortable enough in his sexuality to say, 
yeah, like I can I can say when a, when a dude is good looking, like like we were talking about Trent Reznor, like in the film clip, like he he's fuckable in that film clip. There's nothing I don't know. I, Adam Levine's a good looking guy, a very good looking typical white male. Yeah, he's the stock standard white male. You could replace him with. Uh, fucking any dude that looks like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other famous people that look like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm proving my point wrong. <laughs> no. Like, he's just, he's, he is a ripped white dude with tats in a band. It's just like, cool, like, you and a million other people. But I feel like he got the tattoos to just be, like, to be more desirable or something? Like, because that's what the kids were doing? No, I don't know. Like, why Travis Barker has a face tattoo now, it's like... Because that's what, that's what SoundCloud rappers are doing these days. And it's like, well, I'm not fucking 49. I'm going to show that I'm young still. <laughs> he wouldn't be 49, would he? <sighs> fucking Mark is 50, isn't he? Uh... Or close to? No, we literally had this conversation however many episodes ago. I feel like Mark is like 48 and Travis is within about three or four years old. Fuck. Okay, so Mark him. is 48. Yeah. Let's see how... Oh, this is so sad. It's just... And so, like, while you're looking into that, like, this version, it's just sort of, like... 44. 44. So, yeah, four years younger. <laughs> but, like... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I, I look at Travis's fucking face tattoo, and I'm like, dude, you just look sad. <laughs> fucking hell. Just fucking seriously. Because the kids were doing it, and you wanted to fit in with your daughter's friends. To be fair... Neither of us can sort of shit on Travis because he is, like, one of the most successful drummers in the world. But go off. No, no. I don't care. I'm going to say it. Someone has to. <laughs> We're worried about you, Travis. Um, this, yeah, this is just, like... I can't even think, like, this to me is just, like, the equivalent of, like, maintaining eye contact during sex. Like, this is just embarrassing. It's like lounge music. Yeah. It's like playing in the hotel lobby. Like, I don't know. Like, what what made you think you could do this, Adam? Did you think just because you're good looking? And again, you're good looking, but you're not... I don't know if people, like, women swoon over him. Like, I don't know. Oh, they do. But, like, you know, women who aren't in their mid-40s? Yeah. Like, I shouldn't shit on that. Look, I think it's... He embodies a different kind of sexuality like as does Maroon 5 or at least they used to back when they did songs about Jane which I think we've talked about yeah, on, yeah so like the Maroon 5 song <laughs> that's right so like they also were very capable of being sexual and like putting across like this kind of energy which was sexy whatever but it doesn't translate to covering Nine Inch Nails they can't do it is it is and I, look, I haven't listened to songs for Jane. Songs about Jane. Songs I about say. Jane. Is it that thing that, like, if you listen to it again, would you would you believe that Adam Levine fucks? And let's just yes. let's just call a spade a spade and say Maroon Five is Adam Levine because it's basically yeah. Adam Levine. Um, yeah, he fucks. Okay. Yeah. But is he? Is, but it, like, is it vanilla fucking? It's probably like. It's vanilla, but he doesn't realise it's vanilla. Okay. Like, he's sort of like, yeah, yeah like, we're going to do some really filthy stuff, and then it's not. And then it's like, I don't know, they do it with the lights on or something. <laughs> While maintaining eye contact. While maintaining eye contact. So, yeah, that's, that's the best way I can sum up that cover. 
Have you got any more thoughts on it? Uh, that we should make a shirt that says Adam Levine isn't fuckable. <laughs> That's a bit unfair. <laughs> That'd be. F- I, I've got a list. Well, I don't have. A, I've got a mental list of all the shirts we should make. <laughs> I just um, love that that's one of the few hills you're willing to die on. It's like... <laughs> what, the shirts or that Adam Levine? That Adam isn't... Levine isn't fuckable. <laughs> like, it bears no consequence to anyone, least of all Adam Levine, because he is perfectly fine, as far as I can tell. He is doing fine. I'm sure he is. But, um, yeah. I mean, as as our listenership can attest, Payphone, for some reason, is the most popular song in the world. Because it's our most popular episode. Oh, well. Good for him and for Wiz, I guess. And for us. Yeah, true. <laughs> so at the other end of the spectrum, we have one of my favourite uses of Closer. Uh, so our old mate, Neil Cicerego, who we talked about at length last week with regards to his masterful use of Smash Mouth's All-Star in pretty much just about everything he does... Um, he did a song for Mouth Silence titled Roller Closer, which is a mashup of, among other things, I'm sure, closer with what I understood to be Red Hot Chili Peppers doing Roller Coaster of Love, but it's not. It's actually Love Roller Coaster. Love Roller Coaster. Oh, well, there you go. By American funk and R&B band Ohio Players. Ah, sick. Okay. Ohio (laughs) Maud. And... It fucking rips. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> like, if... Not to get blue, but, like, if you were to put this on, it would immediately get me in the mood. <laughs> That's, uh... Not really. Good to know. <laughs> mean is like you can't do an earnest cover of this song nah. and intend it to be like baby making music because you just you can't unless you're, you're Trent, Trent. Yeah. but you can turn it on its head and make it a punchline and it's very very funny Yeah, and fun as well like it isn't just like same as pretty much all of Neil's work is like it is listenable and it's enjoyable on top of being a fun. gag yeah. yeah like I just I love this one so much. It's it's great. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah, I've definitely taken into appreciation mashups. Um, DJ Cummerbund. Is yes, really yes. Um, but yeah, like this is it is it's, it's it it's so serious that it can only be parodied. Yeah, yeah. Um, and look, we've established that Trent Reznor can smile, so maybe he can laugh at this as well. Yeah, we don't know. Well, like, because didn't we see, we're not going to cover it here because cringe, but like, 
Richard Cheese has done a cover of it. So many, and again, like. But again, like that to me, I feel like that would be a sort of level of funny that would not be funny to me. Nah, it wouldn't be funny. Uh, it's so like Richard Cheese did it. This is like the people that did it in earnest. So yeah. Richard Cheese did it. Postmodern jukebox, your favorite, Ugh. did it. Um, the female fronted heavy metal band in this moment did That's it. That's right, and, and, and it wasn't very good. Um, MGMT did it. Wasn't very good. Wasn't very good. It's. It needs to be Kermit the Frog. Yeah, which is like deeply upsetting. It's it's just the song, and someone is just singing no. in the style of Kermit the Frog, and so you're just like. Oh, so you're playing closer, and then the then the the vocals no. start. You got about five seconds in, and you're like, no, no, no. no. I don't, I don't need that. Like just, that's just just nuts. the opening line of Kermit saying, "I want you, you make me violate you. You make me violate you." No, it, <laughs> there are some things that you need to keep sacred, and just don't do that to me. I I kind of agree with you there. Like I can kind of do a Kermit voice, and I will not do that. No, <laughs> if you ever do, I will leave. Ah. <laughs> Come on. No. Um, but yeah, I I still think, though, my favourite Nine Inch Nails mashup is um, Head Like a Hole with Call Me Maybe. Oh. I think we need to chuck a bit of that in here just for funsies because it's just so good. Oh my god, I miss karaoke so so much. I cannot wait until we can do karaoke again. Mm. I am just going to get absolutely mortal and sing. You've been watching so much mortal. Mortal. Um, I do love that one of the top comments on the YouTube video for Roller Closer is (laughs) Nine Inch Neil is my favorite band. <laughs> uh, I reckon this is a good place for us to wrap up for the day. Yeah. What an episode this has been. I hope that you all enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Fuck, I enjoyed recording this one. My cheeks are still bright red and feeling hot, but that's okay. I feel like I'm losing my voice, but in a good kind of way. <laughs> I'm like laughing and talking a lot. I mean, uh, I get the, the talk. I, I do both actually a lot. Yeah. I laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> Good on you. I like that for you. Um, so, before we go, hell yeah or yeah nah? H- uh, hell yeah to the original. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear an alternate version of the cover where he doesn't growl. Yeah. If if that was the case, it would get a hell yeah, but at the moment it gets a yeah nah. Yeah. Um, anything to do with sex, anything, like, if you're not going to change pronouns... Um, don't growl it because it's it's scary aggressive. Yeah, like not yeah. that this has this doesn't have pronouns, but no, that same energy of like yeah, hell yeah, emphatically hell yeah for Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, nah for this one purely because yeah, like I actually like it was interesting how much I sort of embodied that feeling of being scared. Like yeah, it wasn't just like a ah oh, gross turn it off it was just kind of like no this is really upsetting to me Mm. um 
And yeah, look, maybe that's at the moment a lot of like we've said this a bazillion times by now, it feels like a lot of musicians are being called out for things that they've done to women in the scene. And yeah, to me, this is just another layer on a shit cake of not making women feel welcome. And I'm sure that wasn't the intent, but again, it comes down to intention versus how the message was received. And it's that thing of, you know, I think we've discussed it before, but like, I I think they've, they've, a lot of it has changed, but you know, the MySpace deathcore bands were very, like, their lyrics were overtly, like, I'm not talking about, like, it's in the ly- like, the song titles, overtly violent towards women. Yeah, yeah. Which is just, yeah, it's it's something I'm very glad to not see so much anymore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Look, I think uh, next week's one is going to be kind of a meta episode. Yeah. Uh, next week we are looking at... All Along the Watchtower, mm-hmm. originally performed by Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. as covered by Jimmy, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, Yep, and then again as covered by Envy on the Coast. Mm-hmm. Is it Envy on the Coast? I'm yes. not looking at the notes. Yes. Uh, yeah, Envy on the Coast for Punk Goes Classic Rock. So this this could be a deep dive into, yeah. into things. But um, yeah, in the meantime... You know, while you're waiting for next week's episode, go watch some Darren Aronofsky films. You're going to feel great afterwards. No. No. He's not nice, is he? Darren, Ar- I think Darren Aronofsky's fine. Well, what did he do? Well, he did He did Gone Girl, The Social Network. Oh. Who are you thinking of? I don't know. I, I think I was thinking of, um... Oh, fuck. I was thinking of Lars von Trier. Not at all. I mean, Lars von Trier is... I don't think Lars von Trier is... Bad. No, I don't. Sorry, I don't mean that he himself is bad. I just mean like, yeah. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) Um, he's just a pie. So, (laughs) um, yeah. Go vibe out to some sexy fish and chip shop music. Um, (laughs) wash your hands. Just if you're living in Melbourne, just fucking wear a mask. It's not hard. Nah. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Shake your bacon. Bye. Bye.